Thank you for listening to the Spectrum Lounge. If you enjoy this podcast, please support us at patreon.com backslash film fatale underscore NYC. And be sure to subscribe to the Spectrum Lounge. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creators of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vashon, and on this episode, we speak with screenwriter Shannon M. Houston to discuss episode seven of the HBO series, Lovecraft Country. Take a listen. Welcome, Shannon Houston, to the Spectrum Lounge. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> so I I had to have you on because tonight's episode of Lovecraft Country is titled I Am. It was written by you and Misha Green, who is the uh, the showrunner of executive producer of Lovecraft Country and directed by Charlotte Sealing. Um I love this episode. I, I got to tell you, I cried several yeah. times. I mean, like watching watching Lovecraft Country to me is it's always like this emotional journey. It takes all these different paths. Yeah. But this one, um, I, I was telling you earlier that I really felt like tonight's episode is going to resonate with so many Black women, especially with the week that we had coming off of the um, with Breonna Taylor finding yeah. out that only one of the cops got indicted and it was more for like property, not even murdering right. this woman. And then the whole thing with Megan The Stallion, Tory Lanez, you know, oh, just basically yeah. saying I didn't do anything. And so it's it's been a really rough week for black women. And so watching I got to screen it on Thursday and it was it was just speaking to me, girl. I was like, wow. <laughs> So I, I yeah. wanted to ask you, because I know you mentioned to me that you and Misha had written this two years ago in 2018. Yes. Yes. Um, that's when we first finished the scripts. And, you know, it's that interesting thing where so much that was true in 2018 is still true in 2020. Um, but also, you know, so there were so many, so many of the vibes in the episode to me are also in conversation with things that were still on our minds in a good way back then. Like lemonade wasn't that old, you know, when Mm. we worked on this, um, anti wasn't that old. So there was this energy that I had. And I, and I think that a lot of the women in the room had, because we were in a, like that kind of particular moment and, And I wanted to stay there. Like, I want to exist in that space forever. So that's, I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of what's happening with Hippolyta's journey. It's like, what's the most magical, wonderful feeling you can have as a Black woman, as a Black woman? And um, to me, it's like that feeling that you had when you first listened to Lemonade. Um, And so we were trying to figure out how to give that vibe while also taking our character on a journey that's true for her emotional arc in the story. Right. Um, And one of the things that I loved is uh, about this episode is that, of course, Ingenue Ellis, that woman is a goddess. Like she killed that episode. But she always always kills everything. Um, What I I love about Lovecraft Country, Kelly um, Tarrell and I, we, we did a podcast earlier. And one of the things that she said was that, you know, when you watch every episode of Lovecraft Country, you really got to pay attention because, you know, you and the writers 
pretty much seed these ideas and then they come into yeah. fruition with every one of these like centric episodes right so we knew a, a few episodes yes. back that we know that um ha, um ha, is it hippolyta hippolyta um hippolyta. Mm-hmm. yeah she's she's a genius you know like she's this loving devoted wife loving mother but we know that she has you know an interest in science and astronomy and i think it was mm-hmm. episode four episode four when she went to that museum with her daughter um we understood that when she was uh, a young child that she had actually named a star Um, but she was the, the credit was taken away from her because this, whatever this society was, they were like, they weren't going to let this little black girl name this discovery. So they credited it to the niece of the Swedish scientist. And that just put us, that just stabbed my heart. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Very accurate. mm -hmm. Right. Like these are familiar stories for us. And unfortunately it's very familiar. I love that Mm -hmm. scene so much too, because Mm -hmm. It's Diana yelling out in, in the in the room to everybody listening um, that her mom named the comet. And I and that's what that's what's happening in episode seven. We're trying to give that voice to Hippolyta, like that that quiet secret that she reveals to her daughter in episode four. Mm. By the time we get to seven and by the time she's realized that her family is lying to her and things aren't what they seem. Um, and she's got the orrery open. She's got to be, she's got to start changing. She's got to start becoming a different type of person. And that person, um, speaks up for herself at the very least. She does a lot of other things too, but she's finding her voice and it's very loud and I love it. Yeah. And cause one of the things that I do love about the show, and this is with a lot of the, um, from Letitia to Ruby to Hippolyta is that this show really has a grasp on black female rage. And I happen to love that. I love to see Black women owning their anger um, because, you know, the thing is usually when we do see Black female anger, it's usually like in the reality shows, you know what I mean? It's like Black women fighting with each other, fighting with another man. But we never Uh. really see like, Black women, you know, because we see this in real life with Black women activists, but at least on the TV and the film side, you know, just women, Black women just owning um, that anger against white supremacy and against racism and against sexism. Um, Is that something that you guys were really thinking about when you got the writer's room together? Is that a a theme that you were that you were like, we need to explore this? That's so funny. I don't think it was a theme per se. I don't think we ever sat down and said, this show is also about female rage. It was like, by the time we got to the end, we were like, oh, wow. (laughs) All of our women are fucking shit up. And that's great. Mm -hmm. So I, in a strange way, I think it was not necessarily intentional, but definitely for the writers in the room, we all had elements of that anger. We all had things that we were sitting with personal things, political things, um, family things. And we put a lot of that into our characters. And I think, um, you know, I I remember feeling very fed up back then. And, you know, it's a similar vibe right now, if if not a stronger vibe of like, like, what the fuck? And I think (laughs) one thing that we definitely wanted was to say, you know, that older woman who bakes the pies and takes care of her daughter and you see her at the the cookouts and you see you're at the, um, the parties, the block parties, that woman is also very angry. And Mm. 
as nice as her life may look, she has things that she's struggling with that are internal. And I do think there's a huge lack of this in television, in film, where I I think the way that you said it is true. There's a certain kind of female anger that is allowed, but it almost always centers um, a man, right? It's like Mm -hmm. women are allowed to fight over men. Women are allowed to like be catty with each other and to be jealous of each other. And so then they can do crazy things coming off of that energy. But our women... Uh, I would say the anger is not coming from those places. It's coming from something else. In Hippolyta's case, it's coming from this feeling that she has not lived a full life and that white people are responsible for that. She's responsible for that. And George is responsible for that too. And that's what she's investigating on this journey. And there's a lot of anger about that because she's she is an older woman and she is like, wait, hold the fuck up. I've never been to Paris. What have I been missing in my life? Um, So it was really fun to explore that with this character. And then you have somebody like Anjanou Ellis who just does all these additional things with it. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's it right there. That's pretty much the feeling. Right. And and, because the journey that she takes is, is just so beautiful. Like, you know, number one, that, scene where she gets sucked into the vortex and she wakes up on that spaceship <laughs> and then yeah. that black woman alien like yeah like the breath just left my body because I was just like that is the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen that is oh, number one who is that actress and how did you come up with the the the, the design of that of um, how she looked it was gorgeous that's so great um the character's name is beyond say and mm. I cannot remember the name of the actress. Um, I was actually on set when they were shooting some of that. And she was so incredible and so powerful. Like that mm. face that she has where you're like, this person is a god of some sort. She had mm-hmm. that when I was on set. And I was just like, I- I'm obsessed with her. Um, and w- we wanted we wanted it to feel like when you land on another planet and there's a woman guiding you, you want her to be kind of frightening, but kind of powerful Mm -hmm. and kind of amazing, but kind of terrifying. Um, And so, (laughs) and part of the, the fear I think with that character is she seems very sure of herself. When she says you are not in a prison, Mm. name yourself. It's terrifying because you're like, but I feel like I'm in a prison, you know? So what we talked about with that scene was also like Hippolyta is seeing what she thinks this place looks like, but so much of that is coming from her own fear. Um, So things actually look a little bit scarier than they probably are in reality, but she's not used to this reality. So she's making that adjustment. So everything is terrifying and she feels like she's been captured when really she's in this new space where she's going to have a chance to explore herself in a way that she never has. Um, But, but yes, I, it's driving me crazy. I now like have to find the name of the actress because she is incredible. And the, um, and so much of the episode is, is really about um, these incredible, powerful, slightly intimidating Black women uh, ca- carrying Hippolyta through this journey, guiding her through this journey. Karen LeBlanc, Karen LeBlanc plays this character beyond say, 
Um, and we stand. We have no choice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, she's she was gorgeous, and I and just seeing like like we knew that like Hippolyta was smart, but I didn't know like she was sciencing the shit out of that. Like you just saw like <laughs> working these equations. I was like, okay, this is hidden figures. Okay, I was like, yeah. and again, like you said about this idea about like these these black women geniuses that have been lost in history because of the lack of access into these academic right. spaces. You know, merely on you know, um, I did want to talk. Uh, one of the things that that I really love too is that with Anjanu and just seeing Hippolyta's um, journey throughout this episode. It was a little thing, but to me, it meant a lot. It was the fact that, you know, Anjanu is this beautiful actress, but she's not like a size zero. She's not like what you would consider like the typical Hollywood actress. And to just see her mm-hmm. make this amazing journey in the skin that she's in, in the body that she is in, right? It was yeah. just like really beautiful, especially in the warrior scene. Um, oh, yeah. Which, 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 which tribe was that? Those those were like the Black Amazon Amazons. Correct? Yes, exactly. Mm. So they're uh, like basically a play on the Dahomey Amazons, which mm. also inspired the women in Black Panther. Um, mm. So it's that it's that same story. They have such an incredible story, and we wanted, you know, we wanted to have those elements of the Amazonian queen that's actually a Dahomey Amazon and then the Amazonian queen that's like more like the Wonder Woman side of it. So we're playing with a couple of different things there. But yes, it's, I you know, when I think about what was so cool about it, watching it, and it's, you know, I knew for a long time that Anjanu Ellis was going to be in this role and we always knew that it was going to be an older Black woman. It wasn't going to be mm-hmm. a 20-year-old. And that was always exciting to me because, again, I think we have this concept, not just, again, like, who gets to go on adventures? Like, beautiful, skinny, light-skinned women get to go on adventures. And Mm -hmm. we love our beautiful, skinny, light-skinned women. And we also want to see all of the other shades and all of the other sizes of our Black women. So it is thrilling to watch Ingenue Ellis do this. And I I think it's important for everybody to look at it and, and... to think about like, we're not just doing it to do it. It's not just about representation. It's about getting you to look at the women in your lives and be like, I know a lot of 50 year old black women and maybe I think they don't want to go on adventures or maybe I think they're settled into their ways and their lives, but maybe that's not true. Maybe they just haven't had the opportunity. The hidden figure, uh, the hidden figures thing that you brought up, it's like, Every brilliant black woman did not make it to NASA. In fact, only a couple of them did and they caught hell for it. So we also do want to give voice to those characters who didn't get to go on a journey like that, but who still had the makings of what we would call a genius or an inventor. Um, And they've been stifled or in in the words of of Hippolyta, they've been lynched in a very particular way. And Mm. so that's that's all a part of this as well. Right. Um, And I did want to talk to you about the scene where she finally uh, in making the journey where she uh, goes back um, and has this conversation with George. We know that Mm -hmm. he died in episode two. I love that scene because that was so necessary. You know what I mean? I mean, so many things about the episode work, but I felt like 
that her journey wouldn't have been completed if she hadn't had that conversation. And it wasn't like, like it starts out like this lovey dovey, like, Oh yeah, he's back. But it was, it was this really tough conversation to have. Can you, you tell us a little bit about writing that scene? Yes. So we talked about this a lot in the room because it is, it was tough to nail. We wanted Hippolyta to have this reunion. We wanted George to have this closure, that's the hardest thing I think about losing somebody unexpectedly. Um, I mean, losing somebody expectedly is it's always unexpected technically, but I think for her having so many questions, yes, she needed that closer. She needed that conversation with him. She needed to touch him again. I mean, that's the fantasy. I think for most people who've lost somebody, you just want one more moment with them. So we wanted to give her that and then we wanted to do what we do, which is to complicate it and to trouble it a little bit and to get into this conversation about how relationships function, how families function, and what it costs a lot of Black women because of the way these things function and how George is implicated in that. Um, mm. And he's not perfect. You know, he is like technically maybe our most unproblematic character maybe on the show um right but but we don't you know this isn't a show that really believes in unproblematic people so mm. we were like no george is a part of this george was out here gallivanting going on these adventures and and yes it was very simple for him to just say it's too dangerous for you but i but we wanted to talk about how Sometimes when people say that, they don't, that's not all that they mean. They also mean like, I want to do this alone. I don't want to have to worry about you. So I'm going to stifle something that's important to you to make my life easier. As a man, it is easier for him to go do his job and know, and he says this, you know, to know that she was at home taking care of everything and everybody was going to be waiting for him when he got back. And that robbed her of something. And she never, ever would have been able to say that to him if she didn't literally go through a multiverse and experience all of those things. So that's that's where it is like therapy, where you have to you have to excavate a lot of anger, sadness, rage to even be able to face people and say, actually, you fucked up and here's where you fucked up. And mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Um, so I love that scene too. I love seeing George again. And I love that that there's still work to be done, right? Like mm -hmm. they still have things to work on. And, and now that they've had that conversation and he's admitted like that's so important. You know, he tried to defend himself at first, but then he admits, no, you're right. I was a part of it. I was shrinking you. Um, mm -hmm. now they can go on the next phase of this journey together. But of course, Hippolyte is in the lead and she will decide where they go. So um, I think it's a really, it's a great way to think about relationships, to think about partnerships, to think about marriages um, and rethink about them because there's a lot, there's a lot that I think we all know that women are being robbed of and especially black women as, as, uh, the foundation of the family, that there's a price for that. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I'm, I'm really course. excited. 
I can't I'm wait for people to watch so it tonight. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I hope everybody yeah. feels good. And you know, there's, it's, it's funny too. It's like the ending of the episode. I'm like, this is just such a, a feel good episode. But of course, there's that moment at the end where Hippolyta yes. makes a strong choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there will be, there will be things that happen as a result of that. So, you know, mostly, mostly feeling good, but we always complicate it a little bit. So I'm excited to see how, how everybody feels. And, um, you know, I'll be on Twitter tonight, losing my mind with the rest of you. Great. <laughs> thank you, well, Rebecca. Thank you. You're welcome. And have a good I'll Sunday. I'll talk to you soon.